0: The Brooklyn Dodgers scouts came down picked up three heads from Rolling ball to go down and play ball. I had a fight with the Brooklyn Dodgers in nineteen fifty four. I ate between Jackie Robinson and Roy Campanella. That was my We stayed down there seventeen days.
1: Welcome to A Pixie from Kilmarnock, a program about the people, places, and the history of the Northern Neck of Virginia. I'm your host, Pixie E. Curry. You know that uncle that keeps you in stitches with his wild stories and his chievous ways that you just love to listen to and maybe even envy a little? Meet Sam Keeve, a young man of many talents, a no-nonsense kind of man who will tell you what needs to be said and mean what he says. I interviewed Mr. Keeve in October of 2021. It was hard to conduct the interview because I was laughing on the other end while Mr. Key recounted some of his escapades. I was afraid I would ruin the interview with my laughter. Mr. Key makes no bones about his life. He lived it, stood his ground, and made sure that in spite of whatever he did, his family will be his primary concern, but what a rascal he is. I hope you have a plate of your favorite whatever and a little sippy sip and enjoy the party that is Mr. Sam Keefe.
0: My name is Samuel Keeve, born and raised in Sunnybank, Virginia. From and John and Novella Keeve, born March 8, 1936. I've been a carpenter all my life. I started carpenter when I was 13 with Robert Curry and Beach and Ben, And I've been doing it up to this point. I'm 85 years old now. I'm in good health, and I feel good. And I'm thankful for that.
1: I am too. <laughs> you said you were a carpenter. Who taught you carpentry?
0: Robert Curry and Beach and Bend. Tell Robert me- Curry was my brother-in-law. Married my older sister
1: Palencia. He taught you when you were thirteen.
0: I started working when I was thirteen. I started learning from
1: there. And you said, Mr. Ben's
0: Ben, teacher Ben.
1: What school did you attend?
0: Jewish I, I there when I was six to eleventh grade. Graduated in nineteen
1: fifty-three. So you went to school with my dad. You said.
0: Yeah, he was older than I, but uh, we all knew each other in, in school because we went there we all the time. And I had sisters around his age.
1: I know my dad and his brothers and sisters. They started at Jones Run School down in Districtly.
0: Josephine and I went to class together. Really? Yeah, we, we, we went all the way through high school together.
1: What were some of your favorite subjects while you were in school?
0: Math and agriculture. But well, I took, I, I, was, I was good at all of them, English and math, and was amazing. When the history, I took them uh, in history and. Most of it was in agriculture, and I, and I was good. I was good in math. That's the I mean, I, it, it helped me in my trade.
1: When you were uh, 13 years old, and you started working with Mister Curry and Mister Benz,
0: yeah, that's when I went out of school in, in, the, in the summer in the summertime.
1: You was being an apprentice of sorts.
0: Yeah, I, I never, never, never stopped from school to do it. No, I just worked with them in old schools in summer and side and somebody like that Yeah,
1: at the age uh-huh. of 13.
0: That's right. I did go work on, when I graduated, I did go work on, on a boat for a while, on the boat work. Then I had, I went to, the, the Brooklyn Dodgers scouts came down, picked up three heads from rolling to go down and play ball. I had a try with the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1954. Wow. Yeah. I ate between Jackie Robinson and Roy Campanella. I my them identified. We stayed down there 17 days, Brooklyn with, with, with them.
1: You was trying out with Jackie Robinson and Roy Campanella?
0: That was my eating place when I was down there.
1: Now you know you got to tell me something about this. Go ahead.
0: And it was, two, it was three of Thomas Basker and Cookie Parker went down with us from the school. They had a come company and picked us out. Danny the Connor was our manager there. To get back to you, that, that year, I was supposed to graduate at, in 53, and I quit school and went to work. In 54, they told me to come back to school and take a midterm exam. I went back to school and took higher cost and home make. I didn't need but one unit. And they passed me for the graduate.
1: That was great. Good. You got your diploma. But tell me about the Brooklyn Dodgers.
0: All right. I was a catcher. We caught the train in, in Richmond and went down there and stayed 17 days working. When I got there, I was a catcher. There were five other white guys there along with me. I was only black. They quit and went home. I stayed there. I played three games a day. I caught Don Newcomer, Walrex Bonnie, Carl Spooner. I caught all of them in the ex- in, in, in exhibition game against Washington Summer. I had a great experience there. The greatest experience I ever had in my life. And they looked back for me for three years uh, and sent tickets come back down there. I couldn't go. My wife was pregnant. I couldn't leave. <laughs> I didn't know what the advantage I had of doing. I'm young, 18 years them. I turned 18 there. Down there. And I registered here before I left and I had registered again down there when I forgot that So That's my history on that.
1: That's amazing. That's just amazing.
0: And I played baseball with Bill Russell's Because, league yeah, career. Rest of the time in my uh, brain hood until I got hurt. I busted a cartilage in my knee, and I, and I couldn't run as run as fast. I got thrown a couple of times. So I just times were getting up, and I didn't want to get hurt. So I had to take care of my family. So uh, I quit playing baseball regularly. I think I was thirty, I thirty-four, thirty-five then.
1: So when you came back. You went back to being a carpenter, or did you go back yeah, and being yeah, on the boat?
0: Yeah, I, I stayed in carpenter. I, I worked on boats boat between the times, because I had got pretty good at that. Because my dad told me, when I came over school, he, I told him I was going on a fish boat. He told me, you go on a fish boat, I'm going to kill you. So I didn't go on that, so I went. When I come back from Florida, I went down to got a steady job in the boat race, because I, I had a steady job. I had, I had a family. And, I, and my carpenter, I wasn't well known enough to go it on my own then. As I was working at the railway for 17 years, I got doing my cognitive work, too, and I got more experience in it. People knew what I was doing, and I quit that the railway and went on the cognitive work. And I've been it ever since then. I've been my own boss for about 45, 50 years, and I love what I do. Never been out. to get a job, ask for, ask for a job, job always came to me. I'm still well-known. I'm piled up with work now.
1: So what person motivated you the most as you was growing up?
0: Robert Curry. Vision Ben. Anything I was real slack up it, 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 it would tell me. Uh, they were falling short and need some help. I'd stop doing what I was doing and, and go help them. Uh, they will come help me, too. I worked all over the place. I, I went to D.C. 1975 and uh, worked up a while, performing on a job for Richard Dates. And uh, I, at that time, I had four kids in college, so I had to go. <laughs> that, that was, I was married to Animal Key for 28 years. We separated the boys because I wouldn't act right. But we stayed friends the whole time. We got a no fault divorce. We agreed with him. We stayed friends the whole time and raised the Came home from being out in the street for a couple of days. My wife told me, I said, Sam, we got to talk. I said, okay. She got me a drink of liquor. Said at the bar. And she said, the house is paid for. Everything is paid for. The children out of school doing good. All the cars paid for. We don't want nothing, nobody. You can go. I said, okay. We made it, got a no fault divorce. We both agreed to it. And, it's, and the house was all ready. Signed to the children, four older kids. We had already assigned that to them anyway. So they, I didn't have make no signal. And I promised them I would keep the house up. I was, I was doing it ever since 1980 up to this point now. Cut the grass up by yesterday. I had great contact with my children. They started doing something, started putting money in my account every month. They say, four of them, all four of them, still do it. I asked him why. Y'all doing this the way I was. He said, Daddy, you did it to yourself. You didn't do it to us. You were good to us. Cut us through school, fed us. They could have put us out of a place that's called our own. With that, we love you. I love you all too. But That's been going on about 15 years. And I got, I lost two daughters, my two youngest daughters. Both of them died from cancer in, in 2016, in liver cancer. Now, Deborah, she taught school for 42 years, retired last year, and she got both days of liver cancer. Passed by her there. And uh, we, we, we're a close family. We're a close family. And the whole time that I remarried, my wife, second wife, fell right in with the first wife and the children. We all
1: get along fine. Family love and respect with each other. Your daughter, Deborah, was good friends with my sister, Angela. Angela always used to call Deborah applesauce. She called Deborah applesauce because they took a home ec class together. And uh-huh. Deborah was supposed to have been making a, some kind of a punch or something. And she thought she was pouring in apple juice but she, uh-huh. she poured in applesauce instead.
0: <laughs> I love applesauce. But I so, give you a hundred percent applesauce. I got it made.
1: I'm so sorry to hear that about Deborah, yes. really.
0: I, go, I, go, I see y'all call her every day. She's not that far from me, no way.
1: I'll be praying for her. Well, Mr. Keith, y'all being a carpenter, what were some of the buildings that you and Mr. Curry and Mr. Benz that y'all built? We built
0: we a lot of houses. My home place and his place, and this is her place, and our place in the neighborhood. But we went all the places in, in the lower and all the next building. I got a, uh, all that house up at Dr. Charles, the brick house, we built that. And the one down on the beach, that's the one that I was 13 years old, walking running around on, two story building. And I can't take that now, but I don't go up on the roof. Pamela Charlton has it now with her children. They got her children in the herd, they got five houses down on the beach. And I can't take all five of them. Whatever's got to be done to them, I do. And I restored, restored restore Roman wall back. I put all the windows in in school and whatever they had to do out right there up to the point that they run to the windows last year.
1: You built houses and Doctor Charlton's home, which was also his office. I went into that.
0: Right. yeah, yeah. You built that. but in school when you built that too.
1: You was in grade school, or were you in high school?
0: I was in high school. I'd help them in the summertime, and and and, and uh, sad that they were
1: That's a solid building. Yeah. You said you went on the boat?
0: No, just working on the boat. Never, No worked on never Never been on them to, to labor. I just have to repair them.
1: Which railway?
0: Rice Railway, then. And there's Jennings in Fairport.
1: What what boats did you work on?
0: Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Both of them from Tangier. They were some small boats, 40 footers, some 65 footers. We built a bunch of 65 footers. We had to repair the fish boat. We did a lot of repairing on the fish boat. But I never been able to make our occupation, on working on them, other than restoring them. That's what we were doing.
1: You working on leisure boats, too.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a marina down past me, Smith Point Marina. That's where I live. I you... do a lot of work down there. But you, a lot of people went out to the wood boats and went on with fiberglass.
1: What did you like about working on wood boats?
0: I didn't like doing anything I was doing. I I, uh, I quit. One time, uh, they had a couple of white guys were doing the building the building the wood boat and I was doing the same thing and he got just as good as day. I asked for a raise, told me he couldn't give it to me. I had already applied for another job. That Friday evening he asked me could I work Saturday I said, yes I can. And the, the Lona the Friday he got they got, got a call. My wife was working up Alaska plant, tapping. I'd went up apply for a job on a night shift so I could do my day work, cognitive work. And they called me and he, and I told then I told him I couldn't work no more because my job called me. He said, Sam, how much money do you want? I don't want a damn thing you at didn't have it. You didn't have it. The poster You didn't got in there. So I left. He came back and got me. I went in there part time. Brick.
1: What is the, your earliest memory of being discriminated against?
0: <laughs> in school, I well, I I, I I understood it. It didn't bother me. Cause I just didn't mess with them. I did have one working on down there uh, uh, behind Josh Curry. West Virginia. Where people in West Virginia were cutting. Seen a piece of land when the guys from West Virginia, young called. now called. They had nigger. What time is it? I ignored him. Kept on cutting. I had an axe. I was cutting with. Till I got over close by. He said, "Saying so. What time is it?" I said, "Damn, what you said a while ago." He said, "So what?" I took the axe, hit him side head. And I killed him. They told the mill down. and I got fired. But I saw it. I got paid for the time I was off. They fired then. But then, if the man fired you, pay it in That is it now. But I had to wait. That was a Wednesday. I had to wait till Sunday to get my check. So I went in there that Sunday night, get my check. He gave me what a time I, two, three days I had. I said, this ain't my check. And I had a couple guys in the car with me. They point guns at the car. I said, "Hey boys. Tell them He reached out and got my, give me my whole check for we, week. So I quit. That's a, that was the most, of it I, I didn't pay no mind. I just looked at him and go ahead. As I understood it. I wasn't, I wasn't too quick too tempered on stuff like that. I, I, could, I could take it because I couldn't do much about it no way back at then. I don't have no problem. No, more, no, now no, no, no. I, I work for more white people, than I do black.
1: You are something else, Mister
0: Keith. I, I was growing up too. I was something else. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I was a wild dude, <laughs> but I made it. I didn't hurt nobody, but I was just, 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 just devilish, drinking my liquor and running women up with me, that
1: was it. <laughs> you were making it into a. Olympic event, right? Okay. I, yeah. got <laughs> I got you. I got you. You got the You got the gold. Mm-hmm. Mr. Keith, what are some of the things that you would like to see different in the Northern Neck?
0: i like to see more work come through here, so people can guarantee the work. We have a lot of people move in here, and, and they don't want nothing coming come in. The only thing here now is they do have the, the archer house and crab Island now them also in, but when I go to in the Canada, this this little neck, little neck anyway, here yeah, too. One of the last words. And the fishing industry, man, Hayden think that's that's the biggest thing now. Trying to cut that edge. At my age now, it make too much difference.
1: What would you advise young people?
0: A young people? Yes, sir. Get, get, stay in school and get an education. You can't live with that like when when, when I came up. You can't make it over here now with like that. There's not that much to do. Machines don't take no. Pack everything. And, and then the, the price of everything, to high oysters and soft care around the show and in the morning before I school, made eight ten dollars and someone on box and go to school at 9 o'clock. Get didn't pack it every morning, made $8, $10. They don't do that no more. When I was around the age of 10, 12 years old, I would have them take care of the family because we were 10 of us. My brother and I, we go in there and make $8, every morning and go to school and buy a whole box of cookies or go build that night and spend it and next day and do it when we, knew we were make some more. <laughs> you can't do it now. They, they, you got to have some education now. Uh, I did a decent trade. And don't nobody want to do nothing. Nobody want to work. If I get somebody to help me now, they want to get paid that day. You don't, want see, you don't want to see them next day. Most of my help now, I got my daughter and my son. I ain't taking nothing too heavy now, no way. And I can get them most anytime that I need them. They'll come and help me out. But right now, I, I'm, I'm uh, working for a young contractor, trying to get him, keep him straight. I'm his foreman on his uh, Tyree Crockett. And uh, I work with him to carry the crew on. I don't have to lift nothing. All I got to do is measure the board and cut it and give it to them and nail it, trying to get them trained up so they'll, 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 they'll know. He pay me a good price for what I'm doing, and I'm satisfied. And I still do keep my little job. One day, my mom tell him he can go where well, he can go, too, so I got to keep my little job. I always was self-independent.
1: That is something that doesn't occur a, a lot, that coming up during your time, that men were able to be their own bosses. My dad was self-employed, also, but he paid the price for being self-employed. Yeah. You say your daughter helped you. Are you teaching the trade?
0: No, nah, she, she don't. want to learn. She, she, she's done a lot since she been helping. Me. And she won't go on her own like that. My brother, my son, he do a little bit. He he just bought a new home, and I told him he said he get get him a, a steady, a study job. Somebody, well, he way know did he know when I was going, when and I go. I don't have in the, in the air, but I'm not going. But I just want to take off. do do nothing someday. Say to my chair and think. <laughs> think about back in life. There's three churches here work together African church, Fairfield church, and White church, and Galilee, Method church. I belong to Galilee. And we go out and do things for people build decks, ramps, install windows, social service, buy body material. I get to measure up body material some church put up give, give a program or something to buy the material for the people. I just built a, a deck p- up to a, a Jimmy Taylor up the horsehead by myself. You get help to do it, but they don't know and they, they, well, I'm trying to show them what if I cut a board and put it down for them to nail it, they don't even know how to nail it. I'm going to be by myself. They'll give me some help. Then they got nothing to the, pass it fairfield. He he's pretty good. He is wife. Right. we work side by side. I was know had a job in Heathfield. He wanted me to go look at it for a guy want wanted to move in. He told me then, last Monday, he said, Sam, working on with you, I learned a lot. I get my blessings from that, helping help people.
1: I bet there's some young kids out here that would love to work with you and learn. And when I say young kids, I'm talking, you know, kids that are like 8, 9, 10 years old, because that seemed to be the time to catch them. You know, they're really interested in, you know, being able to put a hammer to a, na- a nail or or uh, being able to muster out. The schools should have you as a teacher. I
0: don't know, I don't know where you going to find them man. They <laughs> don't want to do nothing.
1: You are listening to an interview with Mr. Sam Keeve on a pixie from Kilmarnock mister Key keeps it real. Hard times didn't keep him from having a good time. What are some of your favorite foods?
0: Fish and potato. I eat fish and potato every morning. I've been doing it for the last 10, 12 years. I don't do eat a fish and potato in the morning. Most of the time at seven o'clock I'm eating. And that'll last me all day. I only wait until might get a pack of nabs or a soda or something like that. Six, seven o'clock, I go ready to eat supper. I do that every day, whether I'm going to, going anywhere or not. I love beef stew. My wife, I, I, she cooks on Sunday dinner, and I tell her, well, why, why are you doing that? Fix me a vegetable soup. She fixed me a big pot of vegetable soup. I got my meal all day, all week, besides my fish and potatoes. Last week, she fixed she me a pot of Nick Bones and potatoes. I'm gonna eat the balance of that this afternoon. <laughs> I'm I'm used to soul food. You don't to do a whole lot of eating out. I'm just your old old time eating. I can give me a can of pumpkin beans, a spaghetti, my family's <laughs> dead. Any kind of fruit. And I eat anything that got sugar in it and a uh, uh, dessert, if it has got sugar in it, I can eat it. I, I eat a lot of sweets. At night food 10 11 o'clock, I go in and get me a honey bun or a slice of cake, put some applesauce on it, and go on back upstairs and cool it.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God, you sound like my father, my daddy. Oh.
0: I get a sweet potato pie, cut it in four pieces. The pie belongs to me, <laughs> the whole pie, the glass ice water. That's it. <laughs> and you sit there and look at it you're going want a piece. You ain't going like
1: that. I'm over here laughing. <laughs>
0: I, I, sometimes the kids give me stuff. I don't care because I got a refrigerator in the shed. I care in the refrigerator in the shed. nights nice it's late night, nice, I get up put my slippers on go through the kitchen coming <laughs> out <laughs> of They don't bother the refrigerator side.
1: You hiding the stuff from them?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I know I have it. <laughs> that stuff, they don't. They don't pick those, I have two great grandbaby boys home, nine years old. They don't eat sweet. Very few sweet they eat. Don't have no problem with them. And, and, and my granddaughter, the white, she was sneaking get a little bit of that. But she can't get to hang on too much because she got sugar. And one day my daughter working me sometime give me three pies, three peanut pies. And I took two and put them in the in the freezer side. Put one under on the car seat. I got in the car one day, someone think was them. What are the you sneaking in here? That was my pie. She put that on never forgot it. <laughs>
1: I knew you were mad with yourself. No,
0: <laughs> no, I wasn't mad. You might do to me. I. I couldn't blame nobody for that.
1: No, I said you were mad at yourself, <laughs> Mister Key. When you said that, you actually played with the Brooklyn Dodgers, or were you like in training for the? We
0: Brooklyn... went down there, but we be, to be trained. But we, but we, we played games with some exhibition games. This was in the oh they play exhibition game and I caught some game with an exhibition game's a Washington Senators, or dawn newcomer Rex respond all them played with them and they paid uh, uh, together and I caught uh, caught them with the summers and that's nice and i i, play, I played a lot of faces over put it up in New York when I was coming up with Bill Gustus.
1: bill Gustus had a ba- had a baseball team right I, I, I
0: probably paid with J.C. you Cause
1: probably love, did was, yeah
0: because uh mr Lindsey was a Man, of the team one time, and Dan the corner had it. Dan the corner kept it a long time. That's people recommended from Brooklyn Dodgers when Dan the would have had it. I I started playing with the North Summer Giants when I was about 13, 14 years old, and they wouldn't let me play with the school because I was too experienced. And then I quit playing with them in my junior year and went on with the school. They played with the school.
1: How did the Brooklyn Dodgers find out about you all that they came and recruited you?
0: Yeah, we were, we were playing ball, and they had a scout looking at them. had a scout from the team, kept, kept us out.
1: That's interesting. I was just wondering how they knew to come down to Northumberland.
0: Yeah, they had, they had scouts. They had Northumberland and too. A couple guys over, over Lancet went. They didn't go down with us, but they went to, with, with the team. Every time Northumberland played Lancet, it, it, it was a disagreement. Everything Lancet did, Northumberland did together was a disagreement. <laughs> yeah, that, that that they couldn't get along together. They, they, they couldn't agree with nothing. The umpire make the decision, one of them said the umpire lying on in the other team's paper.
1: <laughs> what was the Northumberland and the Lancaster schools that were playing when you were playing?
0: Okay, well, down here, Rolling Ball and A.T. Wright. They were the two schools. I went there all eleven years. I lived but three miles from it.
1: And now you helped to restore it. Your, high, your yeah. schools. What do you think about how they take away the black schools, they close them down, and, you know, the whole segregation to integration? What do you think about
0: that? I thought that, well, the white man did take a wrong walk, but they didn't do nothing but hijack. I went back I, one day last week, and you can't even get to it. You still see, see the building, but it's going to grow up somewhere behind it.
1: It's a beautiful, beautiful building. Somebody on Facebook thinks that someone should... Or purchase it so they can make it into a house versus yeah. restoring it and making it in a historical building.
0: Hygial was closed down when they built Fairfield.
1: you coming from a segregated environment, and then all of a sudden your children is in an integrated environment. What were you thinking when they finally forced integration on us?
0: I think I thought it was good. The only thing about that, the kids could get along all right. But the older people still had it in them, and some of them still got it. You you can more tell who is and who not. It, it's it's a lot better, but it's not completely out yet. It's caused a lot of disturbance while it was going on.
1: You had just made your decision as you were growing up that you were going to live your life and you wasn't going to let anybody stand in your way. That's how. That's right. That's how I'm reading you.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much.
1: Well. I'm going to let you go ahead and eat your Nick Bones and, uh no, you said Nick Bones and potatoes, right?
0: That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to finish him up for the throw it out. Yeah. And my, and my granddaughter, anything left during the week in the refrigerator, she threw it out. That's I put through <laughs> those. She didn't come up like I came up. You you ate what Mom put on the table. There wasn't no fussing. we without out of home, but do it. You ate or we'd be hungry. Now, I, I watch them teach you, ask them down there, old boys, put y'all on for supper. I asked Mama that all right. I'm still living. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If you, you didn't eat it today, you're going to find it somewhere tomorrow.
0: That's right. The same thing for tomorrow, too. People were clob them. They call it yolk them now on the table and sweeten it with molasses because sugar was rash. And you didn't hum and haul and, 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 and send them back to dinner. you all that candy and Put the carrots and three potatoes in the kil down in the ground. Didn't have no no ice in the house. You put down a well. I <laughs> and I, we raised a hug every year, along with mama with mom and dad, with dad's hug. That that's for y'all feeding. We bought it and, 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 and raised it. During time we, we had our meat. Went along with the family with it, but we we had put our part in that too. Cause like I said, we we grew, we would make the money every day and raising it. So we, we bought a hug, dig and raised it. We had put the farm work. It was a small farm. Milked the cow, and worked the garden. Get on from school, you, you, you walk school, and walk back. Up to the last two or three years, you got home, Mama tell you, go pull it, pull them clothes off, go help your daddy. You chuck the corn, digs, repairs, or what they had to do. We you knew that. I, I get to get the wood in the winter time. take the axe and saw, go down the woods, saw down a tree, cut it up, and bring it to the house and put it in the place. And when daddy got up the next morning to make fire, and you hit on kindling, you got it to bed, and you made a fire. When you got the kindling, you made a fire. Next night, you had a kindling there. <laughs> Going to school, I got for 10 beans a day. At least that minute. I get two or three going to school, two or three at school, two or three of some coming home from school. Then when I got home, I got beat, beat, uh, mama beat me. Because I know you were bad. I was on the telephone, because I know you were bad. I was just bad. My sister, Linda, Valencia, I own them, the older ones. They'd wear my tail. <laughs> I, I was bad. <laughs> but I made it. You know, we were all in class. I told you we are all bad. We had taken... English class from the joy Ruffin French. Took some French. And we learned out French. All the bad lag we learned a lot of that. And uh we got, got in class one day. I said, Josephine, go tell Mr. Hallett, Allie, I'm afraid. That's good to hell. <laughs> she went in there and Mr. Hallett, Allie I'm afraid. You gonna take five days home. <laughs>
1: She didn't know what she was saying.
0: No, she didn't know. That <laughs> 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 was the we'll for take five days home. <laughs> we, we, we were something. <laughs> 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 Some of the kids were bringing lunch home. Lunch school. We take it from eat up. Kick are kick the football. I've been in the air, and came down, hit the corn beans, drove up on the, on the shoulder. So Mr. Bennett, the principal, called the assembly, but find out who did it. did nobody tell. I kicked it. Didn't nobody tell who did it. They didn't know. <laughs>
1: Mr. Key, thank you for talking to me today. Really it. Pre- in the
0: good old days
1: though. Made your own fun. All right then, I'm gonna let you go. All right. I do appreciate that you took the time to talk to me so hey, so you're
0: much. I, bet I, bet I can do it. All right,
1: Mr. Key, go ahead and warm up those nick bones and potatoes and have a right. take have a bite for me too, okay?
0: All right. All right. <laughs> You take care of things talk, Thank you. To you. Don't get your jewels and you're not the hello.
1: I will not forget.
0: There's not many of us still here, still living there. This is true. Yeah.
1: This is true. All right now.
0: All right, bye bye, may God bless you.
1: God bless you too, Mr. Keith. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how it must felt to be in the presence of greatness with the likes of Jackie Robinson, Roy Campanelli, and those other early baseball greats. But to have achieved that level within himself was greatness. Believing in your potential and someone helping in nurturing that spirit is what greatness is all about. And it is something we all have. I truly enjoyed talking to Mr. Key. I hope you enjoy listening to him and take away how little Naughty goes a long way to keep life interesting. That happens while being black on the Northern Neck. The music by Robert A. Hall. This interview is dedicated in memory of Mr. Daniel Connor and to all our schoolmates long gone but not forgotten.